0: Hi, thanks for coming back to the Deliciously Stella podcast. My name is Bella and I'm the mastermind behind the Instagram account Deliciously Stella. So, in this podcast, I've been on a journey to get the glow. Today, I go cake decorating with the amazing Reshmi from Ange de Sucre.
1: The key to a delicious, deliciously stellar cake is loads of this deliciously smooth chocolate Oreo buttercream. Goodness, it's so
2: good. And model Lily Bailey chats to me about body image. Models change in the weirdest places. I've changed in a bush, in the backs of cars. Like It's really not this sort of glamorous airbrush life. Mm.
0: So I've just come from the gynaecologist. Uh, don't be alarmed, I'm not going to tell you anything terrible. My gynaecologist is one of my favourite people in the world because um, I went to go and see him for the first time thinking absolutely nothing and then I sort of left with my life change forever. So I got referred to my gynaecologist by um, the doctor in Brixton and I get there and I hear his voice and I realise that he's Scottish and then he goes, Younger, does the word lecky mean anything to you? I was like oh yeah that's actually my family estate why and he was like I think I know your grandparents and then just before he opened my legs he said your granny's got a lovely fireplace it was honestly one of the worst moments of my whole life and I saw him again this morning and every time I see him he goes oh I was thinking about you the other day I'm like really why why is that allowed and um yeah he was like oh I was driving past Garganuk and I remembered that time I saw your uncle's man trap. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, I forget. I see my great uncle lives in a castle with a man trap in the dungeon. So, like, the idea of a man trap, I think, was that back in the day when you had sort of trespassers on your land, it was a bit like a bear trap. And it would sort of, like, clamp on their leg, I think, or, like, around their middle. I haven't seen it for quite a long time. It got moved into a museum for obvious reasons. And once my gynaecologist went round there, I don't know why, And my great-uncle Bobby put a piece of wood in the man trap and set it off. But yeah, also my my gynecologist is really into ghosts. And he was saying that he used to live in the most haunted house in Scotland. And he never went up to the top floor because some Cromwellian soldier had murdered lots of children. And he said that when he went into my great-uncle Bobby's house, none of him or his brothers or sisters would go inside because they could feel all the spirits. But apparently my great-uncle Bobby was such a sort of eccentric loon, he hadn't noticed anything. This is the conversation I have with the man who looks after my reproductive, like, bits. This is like my patter while my legs are open, like, on a table. (laughs) No one else has to endure that. No one else gets told about ghosts when they're having a smear. It's horrific. Hello, so I'm here with Reshmi from Ange de Sucre the amazing cake company who invented the deliciously stellar cake. Hello. Hi, thanks so much for having me today. I'm so excited. It smells amazing. I'm very excited too. Everything smells so good. There is chocolate on the hob. It's actually chocolate glaze. It's chocolate,
1: even better, with butter. Nothing is better than chocolate and
0: butter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is better. I'm so excited. There are some absolutely amazing ingredients to go on the top oh, as well. And, and we've got buttercream. So it's actually chocolate buttercream with crushed Oreos
1: and more butter.
0: I knew it was a good idea not to have lunch. I'll
1: that on. i it on. As far as buttercreams go, you'll be interested to know it's actually healthier because it's less sugar and more butter. Oh, so this is a healthy
0: buttercream? Yes. Totally. Well, obviously, sugar is the devil.
1: Sugar is the devil. Sugar is is so unfashionable. So use less of it and use more butter. You know, butter's natural
0: and creamy
1: and just tastes delicious.
0: Do you want to taste it? Oh my god, this looks amazing. Oh my god, it's so good. That's so good.
1: It's it's and it's healthy, right? It's so healthy. It's it's all, it's fifty percent air. Mhm. And twenty percent egg white, which we know is the better part of the egg. Yes. And uh, the rest is yum.
0: It's basically an omelette.
1: <laughs> a frittata. <laughs> it's a frittata. Even healthier.
0: Oh, <laughs> mm. so good. And um, so
1: now that we've got the buttercream ready mm-hmm. and uh, we've got sponges, cake sponges. So best of both worlds. Normally our best selling cake, which is hashtag deliciously stellar, is two vanilla sponges with loads of cookie dough shoved into the sponge. Chocolate chip cookie dough. But today, because we're living on the edge, we're going to have one chocolate sponge, one vanilla sponge, and we're going to shove cookie dough in both of them. (laughs) And and we're going to um, sandwich it with the buttercream, which has dark chocolate, which we know has uh, loads of medicinal properties. Dark chocolate is the better chocolate. We're also going to decorate with these balls. Tiny golden balls of joy. Yes, taste them. Mm. you need more than just two you need a handful oh my goodness what
0: do they taste of sorts of caramel oh my god they're so good this is going to be the best cake of all time i'm so pleased that it's my namesake as well we've got fudgy brownies yep
1: we've got chocolate fingers kinder bueno milky bars rolos kit kats Oreo cookies, Maltesers, basically the entire corner shop is going on this cake.
0: Well, corner shop food is locally sourced. <laughs> <laughs> I get all of my food from the corner shop.
1: <laughs> Great. Well, shall we start decorating then?
0: Yes, I'm so ready.
1: And um, that's the cookie dough I made earlier. Wow. As well. so Amazing. It's, it's, got, it's eggless.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: It's eggless. Vegan then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has butter, but if you
0: ignored the butter, then yes. We'll pretend the butter's not there. It's vegan. Everything is vegan. <laughs> This is the healthiest day of my life.
1: So we are going to frost the cake. Yes! Unwrap it. And I take my cranked spatula. It's a special, special spatula because it's bent. So you put a dollop oh, right. on the bottom.
0: To secure it, I to guess. To
1: secure it, to stop it from sliding around.
0: You see, what I find with baking is I'm worse at baking than I am with savoury food because it's it's actually like a real science, no. and you can't you can't really bugger it up in the same way that you can. Some um,
1: things are. Is this the this is the top? Um, yeah. A so
0: one. we all know that sugar is a poison, you know, like nobody should be eating it anymore. <laughs> it's really terrible. And um, you host cake classes involving a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Do you think that people who come to your class are sound of mind?
1: I think um, they are the greatest type of people mm-hmm. because they've learned moderation.
0: Yeah. There's going to be no moderation today, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to be eat this whole cake and then I'm going to sue you for sugar poisoning. <laughs> I'm going to eat so much I get sectioned. That's what's going to happen.
1: And it is only a six inch cake, which is our smallest size. And we all know smaller portions is what we should be aiming for.
0: Exactly. It's all about portion control. Indeed. So, obviously, my GCSE French is top-notch, and I know that Ange de Sucre means angels of sugar, or you sugar angels. have got
1: your pronunciation on point. Ange de Sucre, with, with, the, with the coughing sound, the, yeah. the light cough in the
0: end. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you consider yourself a guardian angel of sugar?
1: I think I am the guardian of the gateway to mm. sugar. And we all know that sugar kills, so... Um, if, however, you go through eating, you mix sugar with butter and egg white and all the things that are good for you, then you're fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's,
1: that's how you... Everything in balance. That is everything in balance. If no one wants to sit there eating a tub of sugar anyway, why would you do that?
0: No. I love that you referred to yourself as like the gateway to hell. I was like, I'm just the imagining to hell. you are your Hades. <laughs> you are Hades with the sugar wand.
1: Indeed you do. The fairy with the sugar wand. God, I mean, and and the tub of butter,
0: it is just delicious, though, isn't it? Like cake is fantastic, and the people who demonise cake, or the people who think that vegetables in cake are cake, apart from carrot cake, which is nice, um, they they really need to like reevaluate themselves.
1: Well, also because I am, I think I'm a closet yogi. Because Not just because of my culture, where I'm originally Indian, but one of my gods, or our gods, um, he's a big butter man, Krishna. He freaking loves butter. If you see artistic depictions of the god Krishna, he's got, like, tubs of butter around him, like big butter pots, freshly churned. And he used to go steal butter as well.
0: What a guy. He's a dude.
1: So butter had this bad rap, and now sugar has this bad rap. And before butter, actually... Ghee used to have this bad rap, but now ghee's becoming trendy.
0: Oh, yeah, ghee's really trendy. Ghee, ghee is good. Yeah. Ghee is good. Do you want a spoon of ghee? Um, yeah, go on. Where's my ghee? A spoon of anything is Where's always going ghee? to be a yes in oh, this kitchen. Oh, a tub of ghee.
1: Oh, there it is. Pure butter ghee.
0: Oh, my goodness. This is amazing. This is the best cupboard ever. So you've got Perth pigs, you've got...
1: Oh, that's my Qat crisps.
0: Yeah, they are, they're like, you know, foreign Watsits.
1: Yeah, they're, they are. They're, they're spicy
0: Watsits. Oh, how delicious.
1: My friend brings them over from Q8.
0: Well, your friend I mean, is a very good friend. She is. Oh, you've literally, <laughs> you literally you've you would survive sort of a nuclear holocaust because of your spicy what's so it collection.
1: Eight more of these in <laughs> big sacks, so I'm sorted. Right, so the key to a delicious, deliciously stellar cake, yeah is loads of this deliciously smooth chocolate Oreo buttercream. Oh, goodness, it's so good. Oh, and obviously I put a bit of Nutella in it, because, you know, nuts are good for
0: you. Um, Nut butter, as I like to call it, is brilliant. So, to achieve the smooth
1: top, yeah. this is where your cranked bit comes handy. If you hold your spatula like that, and then go like this from side to side.
0: Just smooth it out. Just
1: smooth it out and even it out, so you get straight... I mean, it looks beautiful.
0: I cannot wait to eat it.
1: And we all know height looks good, so pile that on. Okay. Because, you know, supermodels are really tall.
0: Supermodels are really tall. This is the supermodel of the cakes. That's why it's named after me, because I'm so gorgeous.
1: It is bulging a bit on the side. But... Yeah! Hey,
0: Look hey, at hey, that! Hey, it's hey, like hey. God, it's so good. I can't wait to eat it. How's that looking?
1: it's looking good yeah it's looking very good it's looking a bit
0: yeah i'm not known for my eyes
1: so right we need to cover this naked cake okay now there are two ways to frost a cake you can go fully clothed and covered which is classy or you could be grubby but sexy and go for like a semi-naked look
0: i'm grubby and sexy
1: let's do grubby and sexy
0: i'm definitely grubby and sexy
1: and then get as much on there as possible and fill up all, like, little crevices and nooks and crannies. Okay. I hate the word crevice. Crevice. I also hate the word moist. Yeah,
0: moist is a terrible word. I
1: hate it. It's the world's most hated word. Yeah, it is. It's really rank. And sadly, there is no
0: There's no way of getting substitute. around.
1: Yeah. You can't call fat. it a damp cake. You can't say a wet <laughs> cake. You can't... Soggy cake. You can't say any of that. You yeah. have to say
0: Moist. Moist. Ah, oh. An old man saying moist. Yeah. I haven't heard an old man say moist for a while, actually. You just
1: sounded like one then. Did I? Yeah, the way uh, you said it.
0: Moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have this, like, thing where my face sometimes looks like a sort of dirty old grandpa. It does not. It does. It, it, it happens <laughs> when sometimes. Is, when are these sometimes? So, okay, basically, when I have a photo taken, I have this, like, twitch where my eye closes slightly. So I look That's ever so... That's a lazy so,
1: eye. That's what Kate Moss has. I look ever so
0: slightly leery, so I'm like... Mm. Lazy eye. Yeah,
1: it's it's coveted.
0: I'm very very glad that Kate Moss is the first person that came to mind <laughs> when, when talking about my lazy eye. We oh. had a pop up in Selfridges, didn't you? we are still we're there. In Selfridges. Yeah,
1: we're supplying Selfridges. We've oh, that's, got, um, The deliciously Stella cake is one of the best sellers at Selfridges. Ooh, I'm there so fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, the next bit yeah. is the is the hot odd bit. Which is glazing. Okay. It's proper technical. Right. The glaze needs to go on and then all the decorations need to go on really quickly okay. because it needs to set. Big tub of glaze, got brownies at the
0: back. Kinder Bueno, my chocolate of choice. Little
1: off cut brownies. Oh, I love Kinder Bueno.
0: I really love them. They're one of my favourites.
1: They're
0: healthy. Yeah, they're light as air again.
1: They're light as air. Again, hazelnut, milk and hazelnuts.
0: That sounds like dinner to me.
1: <laughs> right, so we've got all this stuff here. Okay. So I'm just going to go mad. Okay. And I've got these crack pearls. I call them crack pearls. They're healthier than crack. Bonus.
0: I I always think to myself when I've eaten a lot, it could have, been crack. could have been crack. At least I'm not addicted to Crystal Meth.
1: So here we go. I'm going to spread it and then using the edge of my spoon just try and encourage it over the edge.
0: A nice drizzle of glaze.
1: Yeah. There we go. That's done. Beautiful. And now I'm going to go mental. So I'll take a brownie. I'll crumble it. It's where my crack pulls. There they are. <gasps> These vegan cookies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oreos. Vegan. Excellent.
1: Then i just do nuts. With Kinder Bueno's. And then some other one. Hello. And then I'll get some Milky Bar
0: and some teasers. and some Rolos. How sound would it be to decide to eat clean and know that you would never eat a chocolate finger ever again? Mm. How is that a life? Oh,
1: Kit Kats looks kind of like a like a skyline.
0: It does, doesn't it? A
1: crumbling skyline. The shard the shot. <laughs> that
0: looks nice. See? Very artful. I'm super artful. The artful dodger. <laughs> I am the artful dodger. <laughs> I can't actually believe how amazing this looks. Well, I think that my work here is done. Um, thank you so much for getting me to actually build this.
1: I think you've excelled yourself. I'm not going to lie. That is one of the most beautiful, delicious Stella's. I've seen. This is genuinely
0: the, the best cake I've ever made, for sure. Is it? Mm, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, and I've made all the cakes in Australian Women's Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the greatest cake book of all time. <laughs> this is so cool. So if people want to come out and buy the delicious Seller Cake, they can buy it in Selfridges. They can buy it in Selfridges. They can
1: pop on our website as well. And um, we can personalise it and you can get it in Loads of different sizes. We've done a three tiered delicious the Stella cake that went to Annabelle's club. Stop it! I know. I'm so classy! I know. Annabelle's Club until like I started reading the Daily Mail a couple of weeks ah, ago and mm. it's in it's it every day yeah. someone's stumbling out of Annabelle's mm. well this deliciously Stella stumbled into Annabelle's yes she
0: and, did yes she did yes she did well thank you so much for having me and I would imagine that this has given me the glow
1: you are glowing thank you that is the the, the best lazy eye glowing that I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here's another slightly random anecdote from my life. When I was eight, I got sent to a boarding school because yeah, when your parents start to hear sort of a hint of a Scottish accent where I'm from, they pack you off to have it beaten out of you. And um I went to one of the most bizarre prep schools of all time. It's since shut down because they couldn't afford to feed us on Sundays. But there are about 30 girls all packed into this massive mansion house. And we were all completely feral and it was so backwards. Remember the first day when I arrived, the inspectors came round from Ofsted and they were just like, A, you can't throw the girls in ice cold baths on their birthdays because that's not a treat. B, the open fires in the dormitories might need to go. I essentially went to Hogwarts. We always used to take our ponies and we used to take our pets. And at the weekends, we'd have Gymkhana's. And in the night, we'd just get up and, like, roam around this, like, terrifying haunted house. The teachers were all incredibly eccentric. We had this matron called Deck And every morning, she would get up in front of us with her teeth out. And she'd go, I'm just fit to the back teeth of this. And she was absolutely terrifying and obsessed with Run Rig, which is this, like, Christian rock band. And she'd make us, like, go to Christian camp. Like, I'm really not religious. And I would end up in some weird house in Persia with loads of other kids listening to a man with a guitar, like, singing about Jesus and playing Frisbee golf. My parents knew nothing of this. On Halloween, they used to line us up, they'd tie our hands behind our backs, and they'd throw pancakes dipped in black treacle at our faces for us to catch. Which obviously meant that I just had like treacle in my hair, treacle all over my body. I'd then get berated for having got treacle on my white AirTex, even though my matron had like lobbed it at me. It was one of the strangest places on earth. Wonderful because I was basically the beast of Bodmin Moor till I was 13, but like incredibly strange. <laughs> I am here with Lily Bailey, model and journalist. Lily, when you look
2: at Instagram and you see all of these girls,
0: what is your thoughts?
2: Well, it's sort of, it's quite funny because on one level, I'm like, oh, for God's sake, just this is just too much. Your whole, like, uh, rows of hashtags like eat clean and all this and these sort of smug people taking their bikini pictures on the beach and going on about what they had for lunch. But at the same time, I'm a model and I promote myself on Instagram because I get work through that. So I guess there is a level of hypocrisy going on there. But for me, I think... The smugness of it, it does annoy me.
0: Yeah, well, like, I often think that in some ways I'm quite similar to them in the way that I promote myself on Instagram. I'm doing something different, but, you know, I'm doing it for the likes and I make a career out of it. And in that way, it's very similar. I mean, obviously, I look revolting all of the time, so it's slightly different. But I do also feel, as I'm a sort of middle-class white woman, I'm just another middle-class white woman telling you how to eat. So I haven't really opened up the conversation that much
2: well i i mean I'm also a middle class white woman and um <laughs> I really relate to sort of the the, the double standard of it all like i've I've got a sister who had a vegan Instagram account and she would do the whole you know spending ages taking pictures of perfect food and actually she got a real pleasure from that and it was it was something she enjoyed doing, but in the end, she stopped because she, she couldn't deal with just sort of appearing to be this sort of smug, glowing person when actually life isn't like that. Life isn't like an Instagram feed of perfect pictures of your what you had for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Most of her meals didn't look like that. And she just ended up thinking, this, this is just not, it's just not real.
0: I mean, <laughs> I just kind of feel like, how can people constantly be walking past pastel houses, cherry blossoms, and, <laughs> and <laughs> eating lovely salads? I'm just like... That can't just be what your day is about. It's not. And there's, there's so much sort of filler. And I understand that you want to take the picture of the best part of your life. But, you know, some of them are really, really lucky. And, you know, they've had a lot of money behind them. And, you know, they've been very, very pretty. And they've been lucky enough to get these book deals. And it's all amazing. And it is, I guess, in a way, it's just a bit smug. It's like, you know, my life's going
2: really, really wonderfully well. And everyone's isn't. Well, I think that's probably why your Instagram has had so much success. Because people are fed up. We don't want to access social media to see something that makes us feel rubbish about our lives. I'm not posting pictures of my food because that would be like you would just see like rows and rows of pictures of giant arrow and McDonald's fries. And like, I, I, you know, my agency probably wouldn't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> but I am posting the airbrushed pictures of me that have been taken on sheets And that's not I don't get out of bed looking like that. Well, I try to balance it with a selection of images of what I really look like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hashtag I woke up like this.
0: I'm like, stop it, Beyonce. No, you I didn't. know you're Beyonce, but you didn't.
2: People will do it. And I'm like, I can see
0: you've got fake eyelashes on. <laughs> like, who sleeps in those? They're so uncomfortable. I can't even wear them in the day because my eyes are just like drooping everywhere and I look retarded. So what I wanted to ask you is like, what do you think comparing ourselves to each other on social media is doing for like us as a sort of a generation like do you think that it's
2: affecting perhaps elements of our mental health do you think it's encouraging people to sort of feel down about themselves Well, I think it's a double-edged sword. In some ways, I think social media is great for mental health because you can do a lot of awareness campaigns and people can share what's happening in their life honestly and just sort of saying, you know, it's not always that great. However, you get FOMO when you start looking at people's feeds and it's amazing and you're thinking, oh God, every picture of her, she's in a different part of the Caribbean and she's getting paid to do it. My life's not that good, that's depressing. I'm never going to be that good or that successful doing something that's so fun or whatever. Because social media is, by default, most people are going to want to post a high Highlights of their life because you don't want to take a picture of yourself on the toilet because that's and just post it being like this is what I look like when I do a poo because that's not that's not a highlight
0: yeah also like that's an overshare yeah I mean I am the queen of the overshare I've got no problem I'll literally walk in somewhere and I'll just tell them every single part of my day and they're like
2: gross well I had a puppy. Well, I didn't actually literally have the puppy. <laughs> but, um, he, so he was, he's called Rocky and he's lovely. And, um, when he did his first poo in the garden, I took a picture of it and posted it on Facebook being like, Rocky's done his first poo in the garden. Um, hashtag proud mum, hashtag keep going baby. And I was joking about it because my feed is filled with mums posting stuff on their Facebook like, oh, we've had a rough week with Daniel. He's he's had a really bad tummy, but he's done his first solid poo and things are on the up. And it's just too much. So anyway, I posted this sort of taking a minute, Yeah. And actually quite a lot of people thought it was real comments being like, oh, well done. Oh, my (laughs) God.
0: I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I've got this problem now where I'm 28 and I'm sort of reaching that point where a lot of my friends are starting to get engaged. And every time I open up my laptop, it's like, I said yes. And everyone's just like (laughs) beaming with a ring. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, can everybody fuck off and stop getting engaged so I can die alone in peace? (laughs) So obviously you're a model, you work in the modelling industry. To lots of people, that seems like, you know, it's an incredibly glamorous, wonderful, constantly ideal life. But I'm guessing it's pretty different, I know, from
2: my friends who are models.
0: You get poked and prodded a lot, you know, you get told that you're not good enough a lot. Like, what do you feel about it?
2: Well, firstly, it's really not that glamorous. I've come here from a shoot this morning where I had to change in a public toilet in Ravenscourt Park. And that is quite a standard thing your models change in the weirdest places I've changed in a bush in the backs of cars like it's really not this sort of glamorous airbrush life and yes you're poked and prodded and you, you're just treated like an object really like I was doing a I had to be body painted as a robot to represent the oversexualization of women in the music industry <laughs> and I was this silver robot and I was sitting on a chair and then I felt this weird just like sort of tickling and I, they were painting my ass and they hadn't even asked me <laughs> and, and so it, 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 it's a bit weird it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Um, obviously then you sort of think why do you do it well I do it because I'm primarily a writer and writing is a bit of a lifestyle choice and most people who are writers have other jobs too and I model for the money to sort of tide myself over but I then do quite a lot of uh, more creative shoots which I do because actually that's just really good fun so there are reasons to do modelling. it's not all sort of horrible and stressful however there are things about the industry that make you think this is ridiculous and then I sort of say, well, I could just leave. I don't have to do it. But then I feel like if you're, you're leaving it, but you're not changing it in any way. So I'd rather be there and try and do something about it. I don't think modelling should be made up of size 4 women, but I don't think it should be made up of size 22 women either. I think it should be made up of women who look like women, but, and I'm never, ever going to lose weight for a picture. Have you ever eaten chia pudding? Oh my God. Yes. My sister, my vegan sister, she made me eat chia pudding and it's disgusting. It's like eating ovaries or well, what I imagine it would be like to eat ovaries. I don't know because I'm a vegetarian. So that would be wrong for me to do that, but it's all slimy. Oh God. No, no, no. I mean, I thought it tasted like frog spawn, but ovaries is a really excellent analogy. Do you I think know what I also hate that.
0: tofu. Mm. What is with tofu? It's like eating raw flesh. Um, yeah, tofu is disgusting. It's sort of like there's something really unnatural, sort of gelatinous and a bit fishy. It's not good. So do you think that as a model in your modeling world, is everyone like a clean eater? Do people eat unhealthily?
2: I feel like there are kind of three types of models. There's the models who have been skinny their whole life and have quite a boyish figure and have a fast metabolism. And they tend to eat really unhealthily and and not really think about it i i'm probably that type of model and then there's the, the two other types is the type that really focus on this kind of clean eating and they juice everything that they see and they'll sort of eat a, a handful of couscous and that will be them done and all of these these fads that are sort of come and go they'll be taking note of uh, they're cutting out sugar they're saying they're gluten intolerant and all this my granny service. is actually a celiac uh, no, god bless her she passed away but it resulted in her actually getting
0: incredibly fat because all she ate was gluten-free biscuits oh dear. and to get gluten out of something you have to pump it full of sugar to make it gluten-free and my god i mean the woman could not cook she made me pasta and ketchup every time i went round. that's a great meal i mean it is a great meal but honestly, she would literally just fall asleep on the sofa. She looked a bit like Mrs. Tiggywinkle. She was as wide as she was tall. with was just sort of like gluten-free biscuit crumbs just rolling <laughs> down her top.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. They're gluten-free probably is a, is a thing. Oh, I know.
0: But 1% of the population are gluten intolerant. Yeah, everyone
2: seems to be gluten. A lot of models I work with seem to be gluten intolerant. And I'm like, you can't all be gluten intolerant. Anyway, so there's that kind. And then there's the other kind who just don't eat anything at all. And that is really sad to see after a day shooting i just want to sit down and stuff my face with crisps and drink wine and then they, all these other models they go off to the gym that makes me feel kind of guilty but not guilty enough to actually do something about it mm, yeah i know i
0: mean that's never, that's never it's never gonna be for me i just love wine so much
2: i love wine, <laughs> wine i literally so just
0: <laughs> love all the wine all of the wine and all of the fun and like without that who am i Well, that's all for this time. Thank you so much for listening again to the Deliciously Stellar podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and follow me on Instagram. See you next time.